Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy, tactics, and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. Hey, what's going on, Michael? I'm glad you're on the podcast today. I appreciate you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. And uh, I'm really glad that you're on today. I, uh, I came across you... I think almost like last November or December and I caught I one. Of, like, what's I that? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been a couple of years, but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how the year has felt, huh? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I came across one of your, your posts and uh, I think most of your posts are kind of inspirational uh, style, but um, this one kind of like, actually it's like probably the catalyst of one of the catalysts that kind of made me on the track I'm at today. So, you know, just feedback for you, man, the stuff that you're saying like really works. And I think, um, like this podcast, you were, you were basically saying, what is that thing that you want to do? Like you should be doing it right now. Mm. And, um, I was going through a particular time in my life where I was kind of battling certain things. And, uh, anyways, your message, that initial message, and then all of your messages have, have really been uh, helpful for me. So I appreciate it. Definitely. I'm glad you could get a benefit. Yeah. So tell me like, in terms of like kind of that inspirational style you have, like the power of yet the, the book you've got, uh, like the entrepreneurial drive that you're on right now, like where did that come from? Like, how did you arrive? Like, what's the story behind some of that? Really? I think it just goes back to environment. So growing up, I wasn't in, in an entrepreneurial environment but I just always knew in my head when I was around people that weren't really doing anything for themselves, I guess, I was just like, I don't want an average lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I was just doing a lot of reading. Um, I really got started reading like my freshman year of college. So I was like 18 and I was reading um, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, if you're familiar with that. So that kind of kick-started my mindset. And I know a majority of your listeners will be familiar with Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So that really kick-started my mindset in terms of not wanting to be an average person because I saw what average was and I saw what it could lead to if I continued associating with the same people. And then I think even, I think it just goes back to my determination, even if it's not entrepreneurship, because in like, elementary school, middle school, and all of that. Um, that was where I was taking these honors and AP classes, middle school and high school. So when I was in elementary school, you know, I'm with everybody. And all of a sudden, there's that degree of separation. I've just, I guess my personality is I've just always wanted more for myself. And I've just always been um, determined to get to the next level. So I've been told a lot that my mindset is, you know, like, pretty advanced for, um, you know, my age or whatever. So that's, that's also pushed me as well, just trying to be my best self. So I, th I think it just, I think it's part of my natural DNA, as well as some environments I've been placed in and not wanting to be part of those environments, then bringing myself to better environments and getting influenced by those people. So I guess it goes back to mentorship as well. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I I'm kind of the same way. Like, uh, and that's why I think I've, I kind of related to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And um, like, 
I think it could be a result of like, so I've, I've been the same way. I've always wanted to, I've always been pushing myself, but I've, there's also a part of me that's always felt like I could have done better. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so maybe I think maybe that's like a psychological reason why I'm always trying to help other people do better. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I, you know how those things work out? Like, um, and it's like, I'm hard on myself and like, sometimes I'm hard on, on people that I want to help succeed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at, at metering that a little bit mm-hmm. as I get older, but I'm, I'm, I'm a lot like that, man. It's like, I, um, I've always wanted to, to do better and I've always wanted to help other people do better. So, so how did that manifest? Okay. So it's like, you've always wanted to better yourself. And then at some point you're like, I've, I've figured a few things out here. I've, did you come up with your own process? Like something about your circumstance felt like you could communicate it to, is it to a certain group of people? It's like, how did you then take the next step into like writing the book? I think I was my own first client, I guess, yeah. or my own first testimonial. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I took, I took um, inspiration from my own life. Um, when I was in preschool, there was a huge issue because I moved from Inglewood, California, which was like a really dangerous place to uh, Riverside, California. And I was attending preschool. I was like a new kid. I didn't know anybody. I've always been, you know, not necessarily shy, but just quiet. So I wasn't really trying to talk to anybody. So basically, as I was doing that, my teachers, they were calling me to speak. It would be like, Michael, um, what do you think about this? Michael, how are you doing? Kids would talk to me. I just wouldn't say anything. I was just looking at them like they had something on their face or something. So fast forward, they're just like, you know, this guy, he needs to be in special education classes. But I knew there was nothing wrong with me. I just didn't want to talk to them. And when I went home, I was normal and I was talking. And then my teachers, they came to my house and were observing that. So I was like, oh, shoot. So it's like, you know, um, this kid, he's not actually... He doesn't actually need that, but they were trying to push that on me. And basically fast forward, I get out of that situation, um, go to through high school and then in college, I became the president of a nationally recognized organization called NSBE. I'm a Stanford National Society of Black Engineers. I majored in chemical engineering. And in my role, I had to give speeches in front of hundreds of people sometimes. So essentially I was just looking back at my life of how I went from this uh, shy or not saying anything little boy and grew into, you know, a man that's giving speeches in front of so many people at a time. And then I've witnessed that growth as me going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And post-college, I was doing a lot of research on different topics I could actually speak about because that's, that's another thing. My whole speaking journey started when I was the president of um, Nesby, so everything goes back to Nesby. Basically, the president before me, I knew that they weren't implementing outreach, and I was really about community and outreach. So during my presidential term, I was like, we're gonna do outreach. So by God's grace, we got in contact with somebody that helped us with outreach, and we went to a school. That was the first time um, our Nesby chapter was actually doing outreach, and then. Um, I just got power in talking to the kids because they really liked our presence. And I was essentially creating a relation between different types of engineers and like Pokemon. So I was saying like um, an electrical engineer is like Pikachu or something. 
So we made we made that tie, and they were really they were really eating it. And then I was just like, you know what? I I, I really like this. And then whole time I've been in college, I've been listening to Eric Thomas, motivational speaker. And, you know, I've been inspired by him. And obviously, you know, he gets paid to be speaking. So I was like, I can also get paid to be speaking. I was like, this, this was a really cool experience talking to these kids. So I'm searching for a speaking topic I could speak about. I come across a video by um, Dr. Carol Dweck, and she's talking about concept of a growth mindset. I'm watching it. It's a TED Talk. I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, I'm making ties to my own life. I was like, I was in a fixed mindset when I was younger. I grew into a growth mindset. I'm giving speeches and all of that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about mindfulness. I also like um, meditation. And at first, I wanted to talk about meditation, but then I invested in myself with a mentor. Mentorship is important. That's something I'll tell um, people listening to this. Definitely invest in yourself. I invested like, I think it was like $2,000 into some mentorship because I was looking at um, someone I was listening to his podcast and he was an author and a speaker. So I was like, I'm trying to get in, in um, this space. So let me, let me talk to him. So I invested a couple thousand into that and he kind of helped me gain clarity that I could implement the meditation into the whole growth mindset thing and talk about my journey going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So I was just reflecting back on myself and looking at myself as my own first testimony or my own first client. And I was just like, I'm always about getting to that next level. And I don't want people to be average, especially people that are around me. So I was just like, let me do what I can to help people change the way they think. And then that ultimately um, was around the same time where I just had my student loans and I was about to be paying them off. And I've always heard the story of, oh, I'm going to be paying off my student loans forever. People saying that. So I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to subscribe to that. Just because I've been, I was familiar with affirmations and the power of, uh, the power of your word. Like your word creates your world, right? Word and world, very similar words. So I understood that. And then I was just like, I'm going to pay it off by 2020. But then I was just like, you know what? Let me, even better, I'm just going to pay it off by one year. So this was February 2018. And I was like, I'm going to pay it off by February 2019. I paid it off. Um, and then I kind of started a whole brand of um, debt-free at 23, essentially. And that really allowed me to not only gain confidence in myself because I, I did what I said I was going to do, but also it just allowed me to build a brand around myself. So I guess to answer your question, like I said, I was my own first testimony. And I think creating good for myself and how I felt and how I feel being debt free. I was like, I want more people to experience this. And just knowing the fact of something like, you know, rest in peace to a Kobe Bryant, well, um, rest in peace to a Chadwick Boseman, these people that impacted me that I never even met in my life. So I've always just been interested in legacy. Napoleon Hill, you know, he's not alive, his book impacted my life. And then um, all of that, the whole speaking thing, the whole paying off my student loans, that led to um, my first published book, The Power of Yet. And in there, I basically was talking about the mindset stuff I talk about. So a lot of the posts that you've been seeing on uh, my LinkedIn. And it was important because I've always wanted to write a book anyways, ever since I was in, uh, I would say third or fourth grade. I had a writing assignment where I wrote my own version of Little Red Riding Hood. 
And prior to that, I always hated writing because I felt like I was in a box, but then they allowed us to be creative with it. So I was like, okay, this is um, cool. So I always wanted to write a book. I actually wrote, completed a novel before I actually published The Power of Yet. So The Power of Yet has some pretty good reviews. Some people think it's the first book I wrote. It's not the first book I wrote. So, you know, people don't always know the full story. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really how we got to where I'm at now. There's a lot of different things, I guess. No, that's cool, man. And I, I, a couple of different things that I kind of noticed in what you're saying. Number one, I'm, I'm on a similar path now too. It was like, uh, not, not to, but not to get distracted about what I'm doing, but I think being your first, your own test, your own first client, your own using yourself as a testimonial is a really interesting way of, of building like a brand and building out all of, building out a business in general. Like a lot of times people think they have to, and, and I think you have to have the right mindset to do this, but people always think you have to like go work somewhere, learn a skill. And then, uh, and then you, you build a business around that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think people with the right mindset that, that can, can grow into it and are confident enough in what they're doing and then just figure it out, they can attract the right people. And even though they don't, they don't have any proof points yet, they can still attract people. If, if they're thinking down the road, if they're investing in themselves, and um, they're willing to like, you know, really put it on the table. And, uh, and, and I think it's actually a really fascinating thing. I see more and more people doing it now. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe that's why mindset has become like a little bit more mainstream. I know it's, it's always been around, but it feels like, yeah. like, it feels like mindset has become a little more mainstream because I feel like there's all these entrepreneurs trying to, to build their brands and all this kind of stuff. But, um, and, and then the other thing that kind of, stood out to me and and i think this this is where i also relate to you as well and correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like one of the best skills that you've had is is at least to just notice something like to have the observation that something isn't right or mm. some like you noticed like when 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 the teacher came to your house you're like you're like something ain't right about this right and yeah. you had the like you didn't necessarily know exactly what, where to take that, but you, mm -hmm. you were able to say like you observed. Uh, and, and like, I think that's something that I I've done as well Is like, so you're, you're mentioning all these books and stuff. So I'm dyslexic. So I haven't read most of these books you're talking about, no, uh, but what was interesting about my life is that at certain, at a certain point I was like, man, I don't learn like any of these other people. Mm. And I had to figure out my own way of learning. So like, for instance, like I learned from guys like you who have read all these books. Uh, I love to talk to people like you because you've, you're basically my cliff notes and like you like distill all this stuff down and I can absorb it from people like you. But I think that is a, like, for, at least from your story, it seems like that, that one skill of, of observing something and knowing something was off and knowing that you could change it has been pretty critical. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So then, and then, and then from, from where you, so then you wrote the book and then it seemed like you, you then took that again, right? So now you've got a course on helping people uh, write books, right? And so that, again, you're kind of like your first, you were your first customer and you're leveraging that experience to now build your, your course. So tell us a little bit about what, what you've got going on there. Yeah, definitely. So 
Um, I'm huge on never making excuses. So that's why whenever I hear someone is like, oh, I need a bunch of testimonials. You should be your own first testimonial. Like, can you do it, right? So that's where um, I have that. So I wrote the book and I wasn't even intending on putting out a course on how to write books, to be honest with you. But once I put it out and I was talking to people like in my media circle, it was just a lot of people coming out the woodworks that I never knew wanted to write a book. And they were just asking me about the whole process of writing and publishing a book because it was something that was, that wasn't common, especially in my, uh, where I grew up, my city or whatever. So people were just genuinely interested. So yeah, like you said, I published the book, The Power of Yet. Um, I've been leveraging it for speaking engagements and things like that. And and then I was just like, let me just take it to the next level because anybody that's an author out there, aspiring or going to be an author eventually, they've got to know that your book is really a foundation. It's like a tree stump. So it's going to flourish into different tree branches. And then one of them just happened to be making a course. So I was just thinking, what kind of course can I make? And then through listening to podcasts, I heard an interview with um, a, a lady named Danielle Leslie. She has um, a course that's called Course from Scratch. She's, she's pretty um, popular in the uh, course space. And I think I saw some ads from her after I listened to the interview. So I was just like, I took it as divine timing. I took it as, you know, God showing me I got to take action. Because whenever I see stuff, I try to be in a mindset of not how much is it going to cost, I try to think how much is it going to cost me not to take advantage of the opportunity right now. So you're so not, I try to, you're not skeptical of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather pay for it and then take an L at least I, at least I know now, you know, that it didn't work versus like, dang, what if, you know, what if it was something that could take me to the next level? So basically I say that to say I bought her a course. Um, it was almost $2,000. So I invested in that. And then that kind of helped me with the blueprint of, how I should structure my course. My course is called um, Byte or Book Idea to Execution. And it's a play on words on the notion of we're always applying pressure because like if a dog bites, that's applying pressure. So I say that um, you're applying pressure towards your finished product as a book. So I outline, basically, like I said, my, myself as my first client, what worked for me. And throughout my journey, it was a 14 month journey, but it should have been shorter because half of it, like seven months out of the 14 months, I was just trying to convince myself that I could actually write and publish the book. So when we go back to the whole, you know, mindset thing, um, it, mindset is really, really huge. And I've seen that in a lot of my clients. So basically bite is what I wish that I had when I was writing the power of yes. So I've taken all the L's I've taken, and I've just corrected it and put it in um, the course. I packaged it in the course so that people can have a quicker way to publish their book than I did. I basically helped them in the sense that they could publish it within 60 days or so. I'm writing my second wow. book, which is an ebook, and it's going to release next month. And this is like under two months of writing it. So I've just been, That's you cool. know, the second time around, you know, I'm able to correct what I didn't do in the first place so I think my main thing is I would just encourage people to monetize your expertise and just understand the power of a book one of the branches again is uh, speaking engagements that was how I started um, the series that you were watching 
because right, I'm right. mad at the fact that I wasn't getting speaking engagements. I was, and then I basically said, I'm going to give myself a year of these weekly videos. If I don't get a speaking engagement by then, all right, I'm trash, but I just did it. But the funny thing is I got a speaking engagement by like, I don't think it was a couple of months before I was doing it. And I got like a paid, a paid speaking engagement. By somebody that saw the video? You saw what? But by somebody that saw your video or was it, or did it happen a different way? No, it was, it was, no, it was actually someone that they didn't see the video, but someone that saw the video told them about me. So it was just like word of mouth thing. So yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like it's interesting how social media works that way. Like people don't quite understand it, especially like a lot of the people I work with. Um, Like they, they, they think it's like this immediate return. Like if I post this, I'm going to, they're always like, when do I get my first client? And I'm like, well, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it doesn't exactly work that way. It's like, although, but what's funny too, is like when I started posting on LinkedIn, I got my first uh, client within a week because, okay. but it was, it, you know, it's, it's not the, it's not the, the dream story everyone uh, wants long-term, but all it was, was just somebody that knew me in the past that had kind of forgotten about me, but we were connected on LinkedIn and they saw it. It's like, Oh, I remember Steve. And it just so happened that they were interested. They, when we first met, they weren't interested in working with me, but, but because I posted and they saw it then they're like, Oh, I remember Steve. That's, I want to work with that. Now I need that thing. And so then they reached out. Um, and since then I've kind of been kind of perfecting it. Uh, uh, but that's, that's something else, but, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, and, and so like, but I think what you're doing, man, it's, it's definitely going to, um, I mean, I already know you know this, but it's going to work because so many people are trying to build books right now. So my guess is just like, as you build up this momentum and as you continue to refine the product, ultimately, um, it can't help, but I mean, it it can't not work. Um, And it's, um, I find there's a lot of parallels between all of this stuff, between uh, being your own, you being your first client and getting your first, and you being the first testimonial I've never written a book, but I'm assuming it's similar to that where it's like, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're building something out that you don't know exactly how it's going to go, but you, you just kind of find your path. And then even building, mm. building courses, it's like all of these things, it's like, they're kind of products in a way. And you kind of have to have a vision. You kind of have to start the path knowing that it's like, you don't know the exact answer. Like you don't, you don't know the exact outcome. Like, like for instance, I, I'm building a course right now, um, but when I first started, I sold it before I knew exactly what it was. Mm. Because if you do too much of it before, and, and I don't, I'd be interested in your experience too, but it's like, you, you can only build so much of it because it takes a long time to do it. And if people aren't actually interested in what you build, then it's a lot of wasted time. So it's like, yeah. you have to have a certain ability to, to go down a path that feels really uncomfortable and just navigate it and tweak it as you go. Like, I'm sure like, as you've had people go into your course, like you've, you've realized, Oh, I, I should have said it this way, or I should have done it that way. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're probably already improving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not um, the same. And then just going back to what you were saying about, you know, the unknown, that's a scary thing. A lot of people aren't comfortable with the fact of I'm writing this book, I'm creating this course. I don't know where I'm going. So that's why mindset is really, really important. So when I'm on these calls with these people, I'm just kind of helping their subconscious mind register that it's okay that you don't know right away, right? 
So you just yeah. gotta keep going. And then proof is also important. I tell them you're literally on the phone with someone that did it, right? So it's, it's possible. I don't have anything that you don't have. And you're even in a better position than I am because the course helps you. I didn't have the course or anything. Um, and yeah, the course is not the same because I've definitely refined over time. Um, it's been recently launched back in October. I used to do it. It, it even evolved into just a video because I used to do it one-on-one on Zoom and just yeah. you know, give people the information. But then it evolved into Zoom because I wanted, not only because I wanted to scale, but also because I understood that people, people learn differently. So this is why I always talk about um, like the disc assessment personality. Type. I know what that is. I'm a, I'm a high D, uh, high C. Okay. okay, I'm a high D. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so I understand that me as a D, I learn different from someone that is like a C that needs the details. So I was just like, let me put out all of these worksheets that walk you step by step. Cause I was just doing it on like, you know, FaceTime zoom. Um, and I didn't have any attached worksheets, but so now people that are C's, they can comfortably come into the course. All right. We have the paperwork right here. We're going to walk through X, Y, Z. And, um, that's just an example of how the course has evolved. And then even just going back to the whole bite thing with the course, it's also, I have a podcast. Um, and I just like to use that as a free resource because I try to give out a lot of free resources because I know that it's an investment to invest in the course bite. So, you know, people have no excuse because people can literally take all the information I'm saying in the podcast and take it, go create their book. So I don't have a problem, you know, making, um, the actual course an investment and it's five modules of. I think it's like five plus hours walking you through every single step. But the podcast, it might be like 10 to 15 minute episodes of this is how you do this. And I right, walk right. through literally, you know, from X, Y, from A to Z That's and cool. on the podcast. So, yeah, I, I try to give out a lot of game everywhere. So I'm just planting a lot of seeds and, you know, it will sprout over time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So yeah, it's it's one thing to like teach C's, but how do, how the heck do you teach I's? Because they're all over they're all over the place. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I's 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 actually loved um, the way I was doing it at first, like the whole in your face thing. Oh, because they they have the personal connection with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like because my videos, I, I'm I'm kind of energetic in the videos, so it's good for them. I see. Um, and then I also have half of my videos where it's just the slides. I know C's, S's are going to need that. But I's, when I'm, if I'm coaching them one-on-one, I'm, I'm mostly coaching them, have like accountability calls. I'll let them know that, you know, there's power in their creativity. And then also they got to understand that they might have a problem achieving long-term goals. So we really work on setting SMART goals. Are you familiar with SMART goals? Yeah, the, um, yeah. Specific, measurable? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tony Robbins hey. talks about that stuff too. You said who? Uh, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we set, we set SMART goals with people that are eyes because eyes, they tend to have problems with long-term goals because their brain goes on like 100. So it's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. So I say, let's do short bits or bites you know you know what's funny about me man being like a high d high c yeah so i have intense goals but i also have i'm really detail oriented and these two things like conflict with each other like crazy 
Mm-hmm. So like I'll have these moments where I'm like hitting the gas, hitting the gas, and then I slow yeah. it down. I hit the brakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you only high D? You're just. No, no. If I was, um, I know some people that are just high D. They they they're clearly you know a little bit more aggressive than me. I have also a high S, which calms down my high D. I see. So I'm primarily high D, but then I'm I'm a I'm a pretty high S as well. So a high, I have a high D. Patience. High D and, and and S is like that's a that's kind of a rare combo. Yeah, I've been I've been told it's contradictory, but it's like I I get to use whatever superpower I can use in each given situation. That makes sense, man. Actually, now that I I'm listening to you, because it's like you're driven, but you've got the uh, the 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 um the empathy and the the social kind of like like you like people, you like to um. That makes a lot of sense now. Now that I'm that I'm chat with you it's funny i have in my past the people that i've offended the most are like high s's oh really because i have like no s so, so that's funny i just like yeah. knock i'm just knocking people around and like not like because to me i'm just like this is the way to do it like the yeah. and I'm, I'm not like but i'm learning I'm, I'm getting i'm getting wiser in my uh my older age here so that's why i think disc is pretty cool because you you can assess assess people um mm-hmm. And it's and just like think I wouldn't have I, I I see the D, but the S that makes total sense, man. That's really that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Well, cool. So um. So I know. So so you you've got the course. So like what like how can people get a hold of you? If they're interested so, in this. So the course they can go to byte.teachable.com. I'm actually I don't know when this is gonna be uploaded but I'm doing um, a Black Friday sale. So the videos are currently 997, but for Black Friday, I'm discounting it to 197. Nice. Um, I said I'm putting out like, I announced on my social media, I was putting out 10 spots. Some people have already claimed some spots. So um, yeah, byte.teachable.com. But in terms of people reaching out to me, I mainly reside now on my Instagram. So they can go to my Instagram or, yeah, they can go to my Instagram, instagram.com slash Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O, and then Benjamin, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well, if you just search Michael Benjamin, but I've kind of slowed down my content on LinkedIn because I'm mainly focused on giving value in my podcast. I, I said that my podcast is kind of like MOB Speaks 2.0. MOB Speaks was a series I had on LinkedIn, so I'm over there on my podcast. My podcast is Anchor dot fm slash book idea to execution so hopefully okay. if you're listening to this you can just rewind and go back to all those stuff well I I'll, I'll link it too oh, okay um, perfect perfect yeah, yeah. they can reach me at those uh, places well thanks man like this is honestly like i'm glad we had the chance to uh to chat um i feel like there's a lot of things we could actually talk about so I, i'm looking forward to uh, learning more about you over the really you know from this point on I, I, i'm looking forward to following you and seeing what you're up to and I hope we have many more chats and I uh, really appreciate you being on here. This has been awesome. Definitely. I definitely appreciate you having me. I just remember something because I'm writing my ebook debt free at 23.com. They can go and pre-order that. That'll be out um, next month. If anyone is motivated and has student loans, they're trying to eliminate it quickly. I'm basically walking through the strategies that work for me, uh, covering different streams of income that you can have in addition to whatever you already have. So they can catch me there. Appreciate you having me on um, the podcast. I enjoyed it. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, and the, the debt thing, man, that's huge. Like, I I know a couple people 
like uh, that are just getting crushed by it. Like I know there's. They need me. They need me. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I. You're right, man. I, and I know that there's all varying levels of people that um, are in these different situations. But I know a couple people yeah. that like owe two, three hundred grand. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, they, their job just, you know, they're making like fifty, sixty grand a, a year. Oh man, it's crushing. Yeah. So, so people need your book, man. Yeah, they do. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, again, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, talking again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, peace, man. Peace.